This episode of Couch Communion is dedicated to everyone deconstructing who will have to spend the holidays with their family who isn't or never has. It can be really difficult to have your holidays surrounded by people that think differently than you and constantly seem to barrage you, trying to turn you over to their side. But you're strong, you can get through it, and just try to remember to embrace everyone with love and encourage others to do the same. We wonder, we I'm Sarah. I'm Jordan. And this is Couch Communion. Welcome to the couch. We have commune. Here we are. Uh, Today, which is a week from our last discussion on cancel culture, but for for you, but for us, 20 minutes ago. Mere moments. (laughs) The blink of an eye. (laughs) Uh, We are going to be continuing our discussion about cancel culture, specifically looking at some examples in the evangelical church that tie into this whole discussion. Um, And then we're going to we're going to talk about that, that terrible, terrible, horrible thing. (laughs) The war on Christmas. (laughs) The war. The great war. The great war. War. Terrible war. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh gosh. Um Yeah, the the war on Christmas was something that I've kind of wanted to talk about for a while. Yeah. Because one of my favorite things around this season and unfortunately we do not get it anymore because rest in peace Rachel Held Evans. However, mm. she did have a flow chart of um that made its way around in the holidays of are you being oppressed? Oh yeah. Or are you facing religious oppression or something? Um and basically, no is is the answer. Yeah. Just because Starbucks has a red cup and you don't like it, you're that's not right. Oppression. It's so, not oppression. Um, so it's something I wanted to talk about. It's the holiday season officially. It's the holiday season. season. How many times are we gonna make that joke? Every day, every <laughs> moment of my life. Because now Thanksgiving is over, which means I am fully. Christmas in. Sarah is here. Christmas Sarah has arrived. Holiday she takes a Sarah. little longer. Holiday Sarah uh, took a late flight. Yeah, yep. Um, she sticks around a little longer in the festival fall season. Yes, and then yes. makes her way over to Christmas Town, just a little later. You know, it's perfectly fine. Christmas Town. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? I haven't watched that. I always listen to the soundtrack like around Halloween, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to watch it. I always watch it at Christmas. <laughs> See. Because it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Also, it's also a Halloween movie. It's a, it's an anytime. It's an anytime movie, movie. and it's a, it's a story of redemption mm-hmm. and a story of um, self discovery um, and self love and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful allegory for the human condition. Absolutely, um. absolutely. <laughs> um, the. F- figurative narrative of oogie boogie is really a reflection Listen, of our current political climate you of- want to talk about 
You can talk about a song that slaps. It's the best song. It's, it's the best song. Oogie Boogie song. It's I can't I cannot describe the little the little fire of joy every time I hear well, 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 <laughs> what have we here? My Santa Claus. Oh, Ooh, I'm really scared. My favorite part of the song, what are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. I know. <laughs> it's the best part. It's so good. It's so uh, good. Oh, man. I don't know how we got on this topic, but it's holidays. Um, it's holidays. That's what we're talking about. Danny Elfman per- permeates any discussion that that's revolves true. around Halloween and Christmas together. Yeah. That's how we got on this topic. Well, I would just like to start by wishing you all a happy holidays. Happy, happy holidays. holidays. Whatever holiday you want that to apply <laughs> Every to. Every holiday. Let it apply to. Year I round. hope you're happy. <laughs> I hope you are Seasons, enjoying. greetings. Your season right now. Yuletide blessings. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're picking up a little bit where we left off. I... You know, last time we talked about cancel culture in general, and is it good, is it bad, et cetera, is it helpful, really, I think is the more relevant topic. Or how is it helpful? Yes. How is it helpful? How is it hurtful? Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, the history of cancel culture in the church by way of um, boycotts and things that the church has canceled and the slight hypocrisy behind Christians ever being mad about cancel culture because we invented it. I mean, maybe not invented it, but we perfected it. Um, There is a, a degree of expertise that, uh, is used (laughs) in the evangelical church. Big time. So, uh, Christians, just over history, have never really shied away from fighting against things that they find morally wrong. And uh, until, like, in our lifetimes, I feel, um, before the church was such a superpower that it really did, it had the power to dictate what was morally right and wrong for everyone in this country. Regardless of what was actually morally right or Right, wrong. right. It was whatever the church thought was good and bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and kept them in power. And when I say the church, I mean every church. I don't just mean like, you know, the Catholic capital C church. I mean yeah. Christianity as an institution. Yeah. And evangelical Christianity, especially here in America, um, with the rise of... The religious right. Um, nationalism. Nationalism. Like, the Reagan administration on when politics and... Not to I, not to hate on Reagan. I just... No, no, I just... It reminded me that I saw this TikTok the other day that was like, if you want to find out literally everything about what a person thinks about our political landscape, about our country, about our values, about literally everything, all you have to do is ask them one question. And it's, what do they think about Ronald Reagan? That's very true. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That will immediately tell me everything. Yeah. because And that, you know, his presidency was really the rise of, like, the Mm -hmm. moral, well, Jerry Falwell and the moral majority and all that Which I don't know that Reagan intended all of that to happen. Probably not. I have to hope that maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I I just know he ruined uh, higher education. Yeah, the AIDS crisis was a big old slip up on his part. Um, big old oof there. <laughs> not one could say not handled well. Not handled well, perhaps. May, may, may he rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so basically, uh, up until 
fairly recently, evangelicals were extremely powerful and had the power to just cancel people left and right if it wasn't what they agreed with. Now, not quite the case because we've talked about how good and bad social media can be. It's This isn't a good or bad thing. It's just a fact. Social media has created a space for people to come together who previously would not have been able to find a community. And <laughs> again, in parentheses, unfortunately, unfortunately, sometimes, <laughs> unfortunately, um, sometimes in good ways. Maybe we need a teacher t-shirt that just says, unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> in parentheses. we regret to inform you. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Um, so, yeah. So now people have a little bit more power in standing up to, institutions to uh people in power celebrities etc yeah right um which a lot of the time the church doesn't like that because <laughs> sometimes they are the target so a lot of the time also social media has um not just within the church but in general allowed i think a lot more transparency of organizations and corporations values Mm -hmm. and like where their money goes yeah um chick-fil-a is a a right off the top of the dome example of you know a huge uh not a boycott not by christians that happened because their ceo supports um legislation that uh, that promotes putting to death uh gay people in African countries? Yeah, that. Is that a true thing? Because that's what I hear. I think so. I mean, I think the majority of it is that it was going towards PACs, maybe, that were introducing legislation opposing same-sex marriage, I believe. Um, But I think there was a lot. It was just a lot. It was a lot all the time. The Lord's chicken. Unfortunately. The Lord's chicken. Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. Do you remember, I'm so sorry to get off topic here, do you remember those old t-shirts that were, um, I I don't know, we may have talked about them on the podcast before, the t-shirts that were like, they were, it looked like the Reese's logo, but Mm -hmm. it was like, Jesus. We have talked about those, yes. We need one of those that's like the Chick-fil-A font that says the Lord's chicken and then underneath, unfortunately. (laughs) In like the eat more chicken font. No, the unfortunately should be in Popeye's font. Oh no. Oh no. That should be. Oh should be no. Um I had a coworker one time we were going to this uh food drop for work out of town and it was four of us in the car together. And this one particular coworker, she's very politically active, um very like socially aware. Mm-hmm. She like is the type of person that prides herself on that. Yeah. But also she's not super like relatable as a human being. <laughs> I don't know how really, I don't know how else to describe that. She's just like, doesn't know how to relate to people. Yeah. But we went to Chick-fil-A and she, while we were like in the drive through said something to me and my other coworker in the back seat about like apologizing for, cause she was the one that wanted to go to Mm Chick-fil-A and she was like, I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't really even think like, I don't know if it was just cause we're both social workers, but she was like, I know that they're politics and da 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 da. And I was like, girl, I eat at Chick-fil-A like three times a week. You really do not have to defend yourself to me. I am 
comfortable in the gray area that is Chick-fil-A. So anyway, it's just. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I'm speaking so, of boycotts. I'm so sorry. We must go through the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so I apologize profusely, but I must have the chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, so speaking of boycotts. Yes. As I was looking into all of this, I did find an example of a boycott done by the church that was great. And is so it, I, is it Nestle? It is Nestle. Yeah. Um see our listeners don't know. I I had pitched doing a boycott episode. Yes. weeks ago and then we just kind of dropped it. Yeah. And Nestle was the one that I looked at too. Well, I think it's a good story. It's a wild story. Yeah. And I think it's good to start off with this to then compare where we're at now um so in 1978 back back in the day way back yonder way back in the time of the dinosaurs 1978 i wouldn't be born for 11 more years is that right math hang on 78 88 88 no 13 more 13 more years 13 more years um anyway so nestle you've heard of them they have chocolate yeah um they, they make other stuff. They make a lot of things, yeah. including baby formula. And they were like, hmm, what if we came up with this radical idea to go to um, developing countries and market baby formula as being healthier than breast milk? What a great plan. So they did that. They went into these communities and they went around and told women, hey, you need this formula. It's better than breast milk. They went to hospitals and like dressed up and had people like dress up as doctors and nurses yep. and convince people to do this. Okay. They Which, also, I think that one of the platforms that they tried to like rely on was like, your nutrition's not good enough to sustain this baby yeah. through your breast milk. Yeah. So instead you need our formula. Exactly. Which like, gosh, was like, so laced with just this ugly imperialist yes like, vibe yeah that like totally stepped over their ability as a company to be like how can we how can we improve nutrition in third world countries right instead right. of instead of that they were like nah nah no let's, let's sell them a product <laughs> yes um, and what's even worse about that is then people believed them. Mm -hmm. And so all of these women who didn't have a lot of money or resources started feeding their babies formula, then couldn't afford to pay for the formula. Correct. But now they've already weaned their kids on formula and can't go back to breast milk. So their kids just ended up being malnourished because, spoiler alert, formulas really, it wasn't that much more healthy for the baby. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a lie, basically. So, I mean, it resulted in thousands of infant deaths. Right. I mean, it was yeah. like a really um, huge, huge, huge uh, taking advantage of less fortunate people. Um, it is the position of this podcast that fed is best. Doesn't matter where it comes from. <laughs> as long as yes. it is nutritious and uh, appropriate for your baby and your situation mm -hmm. fed is best yes if i could also get up in here i'm not a mom um but i would i think it's safe to say it's also the opinion of this podcast that unless you are genuinely endangering your child you need to stay out of mother's business <laughs> stay in your lane yes and don't try to tell a mom how to mom 
Yeah. Again, in, unless it's like a safety unless issue. Unless they but, like really need to know how to mom. Unless they really need to know. But like don't get all <laughs> up in someone's business and be like, oh, you're formula feeding. I just could never imagine it's the not thing. having that bond with my baby. Because some people can't breastfeed. Karen, I don't know. Anyway, okay. I'm going to back up. Not to mention like the whole, oh, that gets into a whole issue of like who has breasts? Who can, you know, like it's yep. a whole, it's a whole, whole thing. thing. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So Nestle being real shady, doing things that are not good. So, um, nothing really happened to them from the general U.S. population. No one really cared until well, the, the, it wasn't marketed in the U.S. Right. Really at all, right. So. They weren't even marketing formula right here, which is a big point because, mm-hmm. Um, well, so in November of 78, the National Council of Churches voted to join this massive boycott, and it was led by 32 Protestant and Orthodox Christian denominations, which is already way more cooperation Incredible. of churches than yeah. we have today. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. Come on. Um, and specifically, they were wanting the U.S. government to encourage breastfeeding and refuse to support the promotion of infant formula in um any u.s like development assistance programs that were happening in third world countries okay um and again at the time it wasn't even being sold in the u.s so this was not like a like the general public didn't really care right they didn't right know it was happening and mostly these were like um social justice movements and things were like college campus mm-hmm. situations and it wasn't as widespread as it right. is now so um, these church organizations really worked across religious lines, international lines. Like they got everybody involved. They got involved with like, um, different, uh, like United Auto Workers and the National Education Association, the National Organization for Women, like any group that they thought might, um, also be in line with their values in this issue. Right. Yeah. And a lot of different countries, like groups in Canada, Australia, Britain, Germany, which at the time was West Germany. That was really weird to read. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, the Berlin Wall still existed. <laughs> it was a thing. It was a thing. Um, Sweden, New Zealand, France, Norway, and Finland. Wow. So, global effort. Um, and it worked for a time. It wasn't a permanent solution. Spoiler alert, companies do shady things all the time, unfortunately. Um, I said shady, it sounded like I said something else. It did. Companies do shady things all the time. Um, But I think this is a good example of the power, because it it did, their specific demands in that time were met, eventually. Um, So there's four points that... um, and this is all from an article by Tyler Huckabee, and it was in Relevant magazine, which sometimes Relevant is not relevant, but whatever. <laughs> this one was good. Um, so no, I read this one too. It yeah, it was a really good one. Um, but so he pointed out these four kind of points. So first of all, um, it was a real issue. It wasn't. There were no strawman arguments or like petty fights about political culture and freedom and it wasn't like a conspiracy this was a real issue happening affecting real people okay um it was selfless because again this formula it wasn't affecting people here in the u.s yeah we didn't 
need to care, right? Like, um, it was people having a genuine care for other people in another part of the world and recognizing that something was wrong ethically, right. morally, etc., and standing up to a big company. Um, it was specific, so the boycott had specific demands that came from a research into what the company was doing, and it was... Uh, it had specific goals of what they wanted yeah. from the boycott and it was organized. Christians came together with each other and with organizations that like w- churches would, there are so many like women's alliances that churches would never work with today just because of like a pro-life pro-choice yeah, situation, absolutely. you know, they would never. And yeah. So that's really it, but <laughs> I think the big one there is that it's a selfless issue. It has it it, yes. it genuinely comes from a place of wanting to do justice in an area if, for people who don't have um, are not given the voice mm-hmm. that they should be given mm-hmm. um, to seek that same justice, uh, and that's that is the that is the heart of a good a good call out right there is that like I'm, I am standing up in a, in a situation where they can't or haven't been given the opportunity to mm-hmm. so that that changes. Exactly. Um, and that, you know, I really was, when I was looking into that, I, I was really dumbfounded by like how effective Christians can be when their hearts and their minds and their focus is in the right place. Exactly. And this was at a time that, evangelical church was not as powerful as it is today, you know, as kind of fractured and everything as it is today. Um, you know, the, the, I don't want to use the word pundits, but like if Tucker Carlson goes on Fox news and tells his viewers that they should do something, a lot of them listen to him. Like, right. And he's a lot of people in the church. Right. Listen to him. Right. You know, this, the, um, there's such a devoted following yeah to people in power and the big voices yeah yeah um and it has such a cultural sway that like we could be doing so much good we could be doing so much good yeah but we're letting ourselves get hung up on just petty things that do not matter and divisions really and divisions we we look for dividing lines before we look for unifying ones right And I think a lot of the time we are worried about our own power in the wrong way. Like we're not thinking about how can we use our power to help those without power. We're thinking how can we keep our power from people trying to take it from us. Exactly. You know, is not, that's not Christ-like. No. You know. Um, So I really, I don't know. I thought that was a really cool. No, I love that example example. just because for one thing, I'm very passionate about that issue. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing is that that the promotion of breastfeeding in the United States that came out of that, a lot of people blame for some of the issues that we have with, um, with stigma against formula now, which yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and that that stuff can happen. I mean, like nobody could have predicted that, honestly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's and it's so it's so interesting to me that so many different denominations came together and were able to. Just like be like, yep, nope, we need to get on this yeah, right now, right? Um, and it's like, okay, what does it take for us to get organized? I know <laughs> because we have more modes of communication, we have you know more 
um, opportunity uh, for for you know globalization and mm-hmm. like we can't we just cannot get it together i know and i that's not to you know discount the wonderful things that people in the church are doing i'm not saying that we do nothing good like that's true there's a lot of great things that groups in general are doing right um charity wise foundation wise yeah um but the thought of the untapped potential right <laughs> of good that the church could do in the world it's like ugh yeah stop fighting over shoes like quit (laughs) stop it um on on that note i thought it would just be a fun little time to um i I always love it when you say i thought it would be fun too (laughs) i have a couple i thought it would be fun moments in in this episode but i created a non-exhaustive guide to all things canceled by christians oh my gosh the recent memory just ones that i could think of yeah Here's my list. Stop me if you want to say anything, but I was just going to read through them real yeah. quick. Uh, Walmart, Netflix, Bud Wait, Light. wait, wait, wait. Back up. <laughs> Already? <laughs> wait, we, when did we cancel Walmart? Why are we canceling Walmart? Walmart, let me think. Walmart was because, oh, dang. I remember back in the early 2000s, they got upset. They, being the church, got upset mm-hmm. about Happy Holidays, but I don't know if that was Walmart. They instructed their employees to say happy holidays and stuff. I think that was a thing. I also think there was an issue with like some political beef because Walmart's such a huge like monetary. Yeah. I think they like pulled donations from someone. I don't know. Now, why is Netflix being canceled? Netflix was canceled because they, uh, I think a few things. They have a lot of uh lgbt programming fair fair and i think they not fair but you know uh, but yeah yeah uh, yeah. um i want to say i remember budweiser made a commercial that was pro-immigration oh yeah they got canceled yeah i'm thinking maybe netflix was similar yeah it was it was a beautiful commercial yeah um starbucks we know yeah we've been new NFL, we know. Oh yes. The NBA, same. We yep, know. Yep. Um, Oreos, gay. <laughs> I almost went through gay. and wrote the reasons next to this and I started to just be like, gay, 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 gay. Uh Mexicans, gay, gay, gay. Like that's yeah. okay. Yeah. So um Keurig, another political Interesting. reason. There's something about like some fox news or like trump person that like keurig pulled their advertising from one of their shows and i don't know all the shows see here's the thing my brain will automatically come up with some ludicrous reason yeah as to why the church decided to cancel that thing and no matter how crazy the reason it sounds sounds about right yeah in my head Mm -hmm. because you said keurig and my brain oh and my brain did a very, like, you know, one of those split second, like, connections. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, well, Keurig, Keurig does the K-Cups. Well, maybe they took an environmentalist turn and then they started yeah. making those reusable things where you can put your own coffee in there. But then the church didn't like that because then they had to, like, use their own coffee instead of the K-Cups. And they got shamed for using the K-Cups. And so they were like, no, this is environmentalist leftist agenda. <laughs> yeah. They're stupid cake. But, yeah. But do you know what? In my brain, that makes sense. It's, it's That's not, not the outside reason. the realm of possibility. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Target 
have the audacity to let people use whatever bathroom they want to use. How dare they? Gay. A gay. <laughs> Technically trans, but could yeah, be gay. You know. Um, well, do they know the difference? No. <laughs> the people who no. are canceling Target. No, do they, know they don't the know the difference. <laughs> um, Pepsi. Don't remember. Gillette had a ad about toxic masculinity. Oh yeah, it was really good. An attack on men. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> attack on it men. was good. It was an attack. It was an attack <laughs> on masculinity <laughs> and God's design for men. Okay. Uh, Macy's. Some kind of immigration. Something. Probably. Um, HBO. Okay. <laughs> The listed reason was because of a Bill Mayer, Marr? Bill Marr. That's how you say his name, right? Sure. M-A-H-E-R. The guy who did Religious. Sure. You would know. I, was I know. I know yeah. who that is. I don't know the proper pronunciation of his name. Okay. Bill Marr. I think it's Bill Marr. Um, anyway, people were upset about him. And I had a caveat on this because I also can't stand him. <laughs> so... But I'm not going to cancel HBO over right. it. Yeah. I just don't like him. Yeah. I mean, HBO's got so much going for it. There's, yeah. So, okay. Um, Kellogg's, cereal, Disney, gay, um, <laughs> Home Depot, Wells Fargo, Heinz, Harry Potter, obviously, Blue's Clues, gay. They had a whole pride thing. How dare they? Um, all three Steves. Sorry. All three Steves. All three Steves. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best day of my life. <laughs> Um, Sorry, if you don't know, uh, Steve, uh, Steve, Joe, and who's the new guy? Kevin? Maybe? It's something like that. All three Steves were in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and there's a TikTok going around where a girl is at the parade screaming her head off going, all three Steves! And it's fantastic. It's so good. It's how I felt in my soul. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Credit Karma had the audacity to show a gay couple. In a commercial. Oh, darn it. Credit karma. Credit karma. I know. Get rid of it. Twix. Gender politics. Uh, PetSmart. Happy holidays. Situation. Ah. We'll come back to it. Uh, The Muppets. Something about Kermit and Miss Piggy and the sexual is... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't even the context that they put at the beginning of the episodes? No. Really? I would have thought it would have been the context statements. It could have been. This was a specific The beginning thing of the Johnny Cash episode, they had to put a thing that was like, hey, this was made a long time ago. Yeah. And we do not endorse the yeah. freaking Confederate flag in the background of the oh, show oh, and oh, all, the, all the things gotcha. that Johnny Cash says in yeah. this thing. And people were like, ah, oh, censorship. And I'm like, the episode is still there. It's still there. <laughs> you just watch it. Um, Beauty and the Beast, gay. Uh, the new one, specifically. Gaston. Oh, Gaston? Yeah. He danced with a man, Jordan. Because. It's filth. It's the homosexual because agenda. He's gay. <laughs> uh, Cracker Barrel, uh, the gays. AARP, <laughs> the gays. Um, and many more. So many more. So many more. Which I would like to take a moment. <laughs> this was the rabbit hole that I went down. The absolute rabbit hole. Have you ever heard of One Million Moms? No. I have unfortunately. <laughs> before today but i didn't know how bad it was One, oh, hang on yeah i need to back up a second okay i i am really having a hard time like i know that i know about the cracker barrel thing yeah, i really yeah. i know about that yeah but i'm having such a hard time picturing cracker barrel as the bastion of pride <laughs> like their old country values <laughs> yeah 
Well, here's the thing. That They're one, the old country value, values that we never heard about, that, but that were always there. Listen, I have a large Eastern Kentucky family. And when I tell you I have gay aunts that just no one ever talked about it. And I feel like that was very much a thing in Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. Just yeah. women who were very masculine and no one ever talked about it. I mean. And that's just what it was. You know. Um. Also, the Cracker Barrel, Disney, and AARP. <laughs> when I was in college, I had a communication professor who once told us that he doesn't go to Disney and doesn't eat at Cracker Barrel and doesn't have AARP, even though he qualified for it because they were too uh, pro-gay. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, dude, your life sucks. No, that's <laughs> you what I've been... boring and you don't get AARP benefits. What's... You're hurting yourself. That is the thing that I've been thinking through this entire list is that like, I'm sorry you have no fun in your I, life. Yes. And yes. you can't engage in... In actual like joy yeah yeah i'm sorry you can't go to disney because you're homophobic like like, here's the thing to get over it here's the thing my joy it my joy is in jesus yes for sure (laughs) but you try to walk up in the magic kingdom without smiling like can't do it it's impossible it is so let's hit on one million moms for a second yeah i have not so i've not heard of this okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna read you their own about us i have a feeling about how i'm gonna feel about it well so first of all there's um a bigger organization called the american family association which is very much like focus on the family Mm -hmm. family values etc etc it's what you imagine it is one million moms is a subset of that okay made up of moms if you didn't catch that are there a million of them i don't know it's one million Karens. It's it's one million Karens. It 100% is. Um, maybe a couple Cindy's. <laughs> a lot of, like, Debra's, probably. So here is the about us for one million moms. <clears throat> Mom, are you fed up with the filth that many segments of our society, especially the entertainment media, are throwing at our children? Are you tired of all the negative influences our children are forced to contend with? Oh, if like so, God's not dead too. <laughs> I'm starting a one million moms like um, counterpart. Yeah, that is specifically the agenda of getting rid of the God is not dead movies. That's it. That's the only agenda. That's the only thing that we do. Um, if so, we urge you to become a member of one million one Million Moms, a division of the American Family Association, was begun to was begun to give moms an impact with the decision makers and let them know we are upset with the messages that they are sending to our children and the values, or lack of them, that they are pushing. Our goal is to stop the exploitation of our children, especially by the entertainment media, TV, music, movies, etc. Mom, one million moms.com is the most powerful tool you have to stand against the immorality, violence, vulgarity, and profanity the entertainment media is throwing at your children. It's time to fight back. We are searching for one million moms. Oh, they don't even have one million moms. They're still searching. So don't call yourself one million moms if you don't have a million members. That is the lying. Goal, the goal is a million moms, Sarah. It's right there in the name. Anyway, they're searching for one million moms who are willing to join the fight for our children. We want our children to have the best chance possible of living in a moral society. Um, Okay, so I'm not going to finish the rest. But basically, if you go on their page, it's a bunch of 
petitions that you can sign usually focused on media so um it's things like twix pushes gender confusion no twix this christmas or all year and apparently there was a twix commercial i must have missed it where there's um an elementary aged boy wearing a princess dress alongside his nanny who is dressed as a witch the nanny threatens the neighborhood children when they are confused by the boy's costume, especially since it is not Halloween. Later, children at the park also ask him why he is dressed like that. They say he looks like a girl. And he does. <laughs> and he does. And he does. The gender-confused child says, Dressing like this makes me feel good. The children tell him that he and his nanny look weird. One particular boy is dressed in a superhero cape and says that boys don't wear dresses. The trans boy states, what? see, now he's a trans boy, which is different than a gender confused boy, which is different than a boy. I need them to be clear about what they don't know what trans means again, but whatever. Um, what no. does the superhero cape have to do with it? Oh, well, hang on. They get to that. Oh. Um, so the trans boy states, no, we're just different. Then the nanny decides to handle the situation by doing away with the other boy through her magic and a huge gust of wind. Oh, no soon, witchcraft. Soon he is nowhere to be seen. Uh, because the nanny makes him disappear, leaving only his empty superhero cape floating to the ground. This commercial has nothing to do with candy at all. <laughs> well, Twix, Twix really outdid themselves. They're with not this. wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> they're not incorrect. Twix really outdid themselves with this advertisement that teaches children to kill anyone who calls you weird or has a different opinion than your own. It also imitate. Uh, no, it also intimates that it is okay for adults to physically harm children mm -hmm. and emasculate young boys. Of course, Twix had a primary goal of promoting gender dysphoria through the ad, an agenda which has nothing to do with marketing candy. Evidently, Twix wanted to make it clear where they stand on this controversial topic instead of remaining neutral in the culture war. Don't they have a right to do that? I just feel like, like they they want to get worked up about something. Yeah. Like well, they're, they're just like looking for something to be mad about. That's probably, that's the longest petition I came across yeah. in a few moments that I went across this. But they also have the avocado green mattress ad. What? Is irresponsible because they show a gay couple in their commercial oh and a lesbian couple. Both. Double gayness. Oh my goodness. I know. They showed people. I know. People in a loving, committed relationship just trying to sleep on a mattress. They were cuddling, Jordan. Oh, my gosh. They were cuddling. How they were touching they? each other's bodies. How dare they? I know. And this uh, inappropriate, vile filth was on the television when children could see when it. When children could see it. That was also what happened with Credit Karma. Maybe, um, they, maybe like, <laughs> maybe they need to be, like thinking about their screen time maybe <laughs> like, like you were so concerned about commercials being on tv where when children can see them like maybe your kids are watching too much tv yeah karen yeah um maybe you should uh you know be a parent <laughs> there was one of these where they were like when my child is watching nick jr and sees a gay couple what are they going to think and i'm like nothing they're not gonna think anything karen they They're going to watch it with the blank-eyed stare of a child watching an adult's commercial, and they will not remember it two seconds later. And there was a lot more. Uh, I, I put in my notes that they have petitions against gay couples' mattresses, pubic hair razors, and not wearing bras in public. The <clears throat> most important issues. There was a whole thing about a, maybe it was a Gillette razor that's for, like, bikini lines. Yeah. And how dare they have a commercial about a bikini line so when children every, could see it. Every single commercial that I have ever seen about a bikini razor 
or trimmer mm-hmm. is the most genius marketing yeah. <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Yes. I can still picture the commercial with the swimming pool and the hedges the bush, that are cut yeah. in different shapes. Yes. Brilliant. Genius. Genius. Brilliant. Yeah. Like, just so creative. Yeah. Like, you gotta sell your product. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right, though. Like, these are the issues that matter. Yeah. When you contrast that with the Nestle boycott. Exactly. It's like, look what we could be concerned about. Right. Actual human lives. Actual, you know, people being hurt. Children dying. Mm-hmm. Or... Some stupid stuff over here about, like, oh, my gosh, somebody might actually be seen as a real human being. Yeah. Or, like, the the wearing underwear in public one was a Sonic commercial with two girls sitting in the car talking about how they didn't even put on a bra to go to a Sonic drive-thru. Listen, I'm not wearing a bra right now. And I am a big proponent of just, uh, you know, you being cannot, comfortable. You cannot tell me that a hefty percentage of those less than a million moms Mm -hmm. have not driven through somewhere without a bra on. That's what I'm saying. And the argument for this petition was like, if children see this Sonic commercial, (laughs) they will think that it is okay to go out in public without underwear on. And then what? I'm like, and then what? And then what? (laughs) They're going to be a cross-dressing Twix child? Like, what is your, what, what, what is the end of the We can't let the men know we can (laughs) shapeshift. They're going to call the church. They're going to call the church. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, it's just, but again, exactly like you said, we could be focusing on actual problems. Yeah. Instead of like trying to nitpick the media and the gay agenda. Like, I really want to know what's going on. Is it just that we're bored? Is it just that, like, there's so much information flying around that, like, we're just reaching for something to be upset about? I really psychologically, like, want to know what the deal is when you've got a generation of people who want to make things right in a part of the world that they have no connection to, literally no obligation to. But they but they know that it's unjust and they Mm want to make that right compared with women who are angry about things their kids are seeing on TV, not because not because those things are necessarily wrong, but because it challenges their thoughts on traditional norms. and Like, it's just, I want to know what's going on here. I would guess, I think deep, 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 deep down, I'm sure all less than a million of these moms are genuinely concerned about their kids. I would think yeah. I would like I mean, to I'm believe sure every comes mother is from a place of concern and care. I think it's interesting to think about this, a whole idea that like, I'm, I'm not uncomfortable. It, do, it does not make me uncomfortable to consider the fact that what I think is right and wrong and what another parent might think is right and wrong are two different things. That does not make me uncomfortable. Mm. I, I think it's important for me to have honest and frank conversations with my children about, like, why do we think this is wrong? How does it tie in with our beliefs? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, what what is our practice as a family going to be? And then how do we also respect the people who are different from us. Right. 
Um, but I think there are people that are genuinely out there afraid that if their kids or whoever suddenly realizes, oh, they don't think that's wrong, then they're suddenly going to be like, nothing's wrong. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like lose all sense of morality. Mm-hmm. And maybe that comes from, I don't know. I don't know what that comes from. I mean, it comes from evangelical fear. Yeah. But like, maybe that comes from a place of insecurity as well. Yeah. And like, maybe if like, I don't have the, if I don't have good enough answers, if I don't have a good enough like faith base, then my kids won't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe a, an element of control. Yeah. True. As well. And if I lose that control, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. If I let my children appropriately think for themselves. What, what if they don't pick what, what might I happen? Like? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But, um, yeah, if you want to join One Million Moms, you can just go to their website, <laughs> onemillionmoms.com, and help them reach their goal. I'm going to be the millionth mom. One And then I'm going <laughs> to You better get a prize. Leave. You you better get a prize. I'm going to, like, join, and they'll be like, congratulations, you helped us reach our goal. And they'll be like, peace out. <laughs> Psych. Later. Um, I just wanted to say that your petitions are stupid. <laughs> it's so trite is the thing that's, like, you could have these petitions about genuinely, you know, beautiful, like, like causes Mm -hmm. and instead we're mad about a Twix commercial. I mean like million moms could be out there going, let's end gun violence in schools by pushing legislation to, you know, gun reform. Yeah. But instead. Well, and the thing is, so this ties into the hypocrisy of any Christian ever being mad about cancel culture Mm -hmm. coming from the left or non-religious sources because there are some of us who are christians and part of the left but whatever um we're often forgotten we're often forgotten um but the thing is that christians have been canceling people from the dawn of time um or the dawn of christianity and before that it was our ancestors doing it Mm -hmm. um but i mean like there there have been literal youth group book burnings and they hold you know smear campaigns for companies or people that they don't like you know jerry falwell talking about how teletubbies need to be canceled because oh, pinky winky is gay me back which spoiler alert they're all gay have you seen teletubbies <laughs> they're all gay and the sun is a baby what are we talking about here's the thing that really gets me i have to get very close to yes the tell me tell me what what gets your goat <laughs> Here's the thing that really gets me about children's programs mm-hmm. and people getting angry about homosexuality being involved in children's programs. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, they're calling out things that they just perceive as homosexual without any actual grounded-based evidence that there's homosexual stuff out there. Here's the thing. You're the one sexualizing children's programming by yeah. saying that there's homosexual agendas underlying that programming when it's not even present. Exactly. Why are we sexualizing it in the first place, Bob? Just Just. because Pinky Winky's wearing a tutu does not mean that Pinky Winky's... Maybe Pinky Winky's a girl. You don't know. Do they have genders? That's the thing. In this economy? Teletubbies. They're the Teletubbies. They're not even human. Come on, Teletubby. Teleport us to Mars. Like, they're weirdos. Okay, yeah. I... Yeah. Anyway, so, like, again... Before we go to break, I think it was um, summed up in one of the articles I read. 
um, as uh, this one was from, I believe, Jonathan Merritt uh, wrote this article is in Religion News Service, RNS. Okay. Um, he said that um, it seems like the evangelical critiques of cancel culture summarized are that it can strike almost anybody, even the person complaining about it. Any small offense can spark a cancellation. Worse still, the offenses tend to be things that evangelicals themselves both do and enjoy doing. Uh, the penalties invoked seem enormous and life-altering. They see fewer options for redemption after cancellation. Uh, nobody consulted them about who and what should be canceled. <laughs> and uh, they do it way better than those evil secular people. But those evil secular people aren't listening to them. And I feel like that kind of that's, just yeah, that's a fair sums assessment. it up. We don't, I think there's this rigidity mm -hmm. in the church that we don't believe that the church is this fluid changing thing. Yes. A lot of that, I think, comes from not having a, an accurate historical education about how the church has changed over Absolutely. time. Um, or about how some of our belief systems come about. Yes, 110%. And, and, and when we're not willing to accept that the church has changed and mm -hmm. will continue to change, mm -hmm. then we do see things as black and white. And, and you, you know, you're either right or you're wrong. This is how it's always and been since the time of Jesus. We yeah. can't, we, we, are, we are not part of cancel culture in Christianity because we're the right ones. Right. Um, and so that I, I think there's a lot that comes from that. That's like we're right and everything else is wrong. Yeah. And that has that has always been exactly the same and it has never changed ever. Yeah. We've never been wrong about anything nope. at all. Just nope. ask the Methodist church. Exactly. You know, when they split <laughs> during any major, major situation going on in the United no. States. Yeah. Oh but you're absolutely right. Absolutely yeah. right. Um, OK, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we will talk about war. Terrible war. <laughs> Be right back. And we are back. Hello. Hi. Um, so we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the war on Christmas now. The terrible war. The terrible war. I would like to say, first of all, I didn't know this, but the war on Christmas is a book. Did I didn't you know, know this. I did not know that. Either. Okay. So this is a book by John Gibson. Um, and the, the full title is The War on Christmas, How the Liberal Plot to Ban the Sacred Christian Holiday is Worse Than You Thought. So already fear-mongering. We love to well, see it. Well, already wrong. Already wrong. Because Christmas as we know it is not even ours anyway. Yeah, right. Well, so here's the, like, summary on the back of the book. Description. Um, in the United States of America, a nation overwhelmingly Christian, literally any sign of Christmas in public now can lead to complaints, litigation, angry protests, threats, and bruised feelings. Not true, but whatever. Every year, the litigations get tighter and tighter and spread to more and more communities, far from the big liberal cities. And as Fox News Channel's John Gibson reveals in this shocking expose, it's not happening by accident. 
Secular liberals say they're just protecting the constitutional rights of non-Christians who don't want to hear or see about Christmas. But what about the constitutional rights of millions of Americans who simply want to celebrate their traditional holiday without insulting anyone else, but also without having to hide behind closed doors? Gibson unveils the coordinated work of an American civil liberties union lawyers, professional atheists, and Christian haters who have taken the war on Christmas to your front door. The war on Christmas is heating up, maybe in your own town. Don't let it catch you unprepared. Oh my gosh. Can we go back to a line for a second, though? Yeah. That where it says professional atheists. What does he say right before professional atheists? Uh, Gibson unveils the coordinated work of American Civil Liberty Union lawyers, the so ACLU. They were, yeah. It's always the ACLU. Yeah. yeah, but they were trying to like sound like real powerful, like these big, these, this like big scary entity the aclu and then professional atheists, professional atheists. and christian haters, haters. <laughs> got we just went blocking out the haters downhill real fast <laughs> that's true real, real fast. also professional atheists who who's a professional i mean maybe like like how Richard, do you what's his the dude who wrote writes all the books oh, Richard dawkins i don't know but I mean, maybe, anyway. maybe, but how do you earn professional hours in being an atheist? I don't know. But are there benefits? <laughs> I, I literally have never heard ever in my legitimate life mm-hmm. of somebody being told they can't celebrate Christmas by putting out a manger and a Mary and Joseph in their yard or, mm-hmm. you know, a business being told they can't have the word christmas up somewhere like well where is this happening what fictional area (laughs) of the country do i not live in i don't know and maybe you know maybe we we do live in the bible belt we live in a red state so maybe we're you know are we naive i don't know i don't know i Um, highly doubt it there was a literal like supreme court case that i read about um that was talking about a nativity scene in like a shopping center and someone took it to the supreme court to say that there shouldn't be a nativity scene because that was like like a christmas tree is a christmas tree a nativity scene is more overtly christian yeah um and the supreme court ruled that you can have a nativity scene because uh it like goes towards even the like uh, whatever the overall feel of the holiday i don't remember but that it's become a symbol of like yeah. the overall holiday not just the christian holiday i guess huh. it made it sound in what i was reading it almost made them sound like they were saying like Chris- christmas is already so secular anyway like get over it yeah <laughs> no one's trying to convert you with a nativity scene um but i wanted to play it's not a game but I wanted to give you a little test, and I don't do this to make you feel bad. Oh, dear. But I'm just, I'm genuinely curious. You are an educated person. I try. Yeah. Well-rounded. Yeah. Informed. Um, okay. So, first of all, Christmas is a national holiday. Recognized. Federal, I should say. Holiday. We all get off work yeah. at Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um. I just want to see, can you name, like, five other major religious holidays? Um, Ramadan. Okay. Major religious holidays? Like, does it have to be, like, a significant holiday? I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, a high holy day. Okay, Hanukkah. Okay, yeah. Um, 
hang on, Passover. Yeah. Give me a second. Give me a second. You're good. You're Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Good. Um. Uh. Gosh, I think that's all I got. That was four. I mean, like, I don't know that. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. I don't know that Kwanzaa is a, is it a religious holiday or is it a cultural? It's, it's a cultural holiday. It's not a religious See, holiday. Yeah, I didn't which really... I guess I could have specified. I would count Kwanzaa. It's more just like a Pan African cultural yeah holiday. What am I missing? Uh, Yom, I mean, I'm missing a lot. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. That was the one. I figured that was probably <laughs> the one. Shoot. Um. So I mean, there's a lot, but even as I was going through, I mean, I don't know. Rosh Hashanah is really the only, not Rosh Hashanah, I'm so sorry. Ramadan is the only Islamic holiday that yeah, I can come up with. Yeah, that's the only one. There's also um, Eid al-something, because there's multiple, but um, that's like a big time of feasting. Um, and the even only, then, like... The only reason I knew about Ramadan was because we had close friends in high school who were Muslim. Right. And I hung out with one of them quite frequently, mm-hmm. and she was angry all the time because she couldn't eat. So, <laughs> yeah, she was fasting. She had, yeah. But um, she also, I went on a writer's retreat with her, and she accidentally ate. Oh, I remember. That. Pepperoni, right? And it was bacon. Oh, dang. And um, it was one of the most moving things I've ever seen. It was terrible for her. Yeah. Horrible. Um. But the, the the realization that she had done something that was seen as unclean mm-hmm. um, really wrecked her. And yeah. it, it was a spiritual moment for me because I was going, do I care that much about my own religion? Right, um, right. But yeah, like, so that was the only reason I knew about um, any of the, you know, the yeah. one Islamic holiday that I knew about. Right. And even like. Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, do you know the difference? I don't. See, I... Well, okay. Hold on. Let me try. Okay, yeah. Is Rosh Hashanah the new year? Like, it's the start of the new year? Yes. The Jewish new year? I think so, yeah. Right? (laughs) See, even I'm not 100% sure. (laughs) And Um, Yom Kippur... I don't know anything about Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur is, like, the day that's, like, a memorial... It's not, like, a happy holiday. It's, like, a... um, atonement holiday and then i believe rosh hashanah is like the kind of happy new year celebration they both involve fasting um notice uh there were no i had no asian religious right no shinto religion no Um, nothing hindu the only one i know is i don't know if it's pronounced holy or holly h-o-l-i that's the one that's like the festival of colors okay. where people have like the dye that they, they do like a big celebration. Yeah. Um, and it's like the spring kind of thing. Um, I'm looking through a list right now, but I'm seeing your point here. Yes. Yeah, so my point is <laughs> we ain't hurting for uh, space for Christian holidays. Exactly. Because we don't know about any other. Exactly. Ones. And no one else gets their holidays celebrated as a federal holiday we get time off for christmas um i at my work usually get time off for good friday um easter's a sunday so it doesn't matter those were the days in college when we got good friday and the monday after easter yeah yep um so i mean like christian holidays are respected and yes to the point of becoming secularized because 
they are so they're embedded in our culture yeah. like they're embedded in our the fr- the framework of how we operate right and sometimes of course f- they're going to become secularized yeah and i feel like christians want to have it both ways where like they want everyone to celebrate christmas mm-hmm. but then when people who aren't religious celebrate christmas they're like no no not like that like yeah. we want you to convert and it's like what that's not it's not how this works people are not going to convert so that they can celebrate christmas and listen to michael buble and right. get presents right. around a tree for the quote-unquote right reasons excuse me they're listening to kenny g i'm so sorry listen to the kenny g christmas album and daddy please don't get drunk this christmas or whatever that one was close yeah yeah um that's why people are converting yeah. to christianity so yeah um sure. anyway thank you for playing my fun game <laughs> it was to make a point stressful <laughs> i know well i couldn't do it either yeah. i mean especially especially on the spot like that um so i don't have a time i kind of just wanted to talk about this in general we don't have to talk for a super long time about it but like i know we especially uh, you know in our growing up have heard all of the I feel like the the like fever pitch of happy holidays versus Merry Christmas mm. happened in our lifetime a little bit. Um, it's, it's back to the American Families Association, yeah, and One Million Moms. They put out a naughty and nice list of companies that say Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays. And if you're if you say if you emphasize Christmas, your company's on the nice list. And if it's if you say happy holidays or season's greetings, is this like you're on the naughty list and they want you to boycott them is this like as on like a company level like when they release things about the holidays like commercials or print ads or things like that if they like or is it what they tell their employees to say at the checkout lane because i can tell you um, not a single employee listens to what corporate tells them to say at the checkout lane it is it is on a bigger level of like okay are they calling like does petsmart call their display a holiday, holiday. shop okay, or gotcha. a christmas shop and it's gotcha. a holiday shop because they have because dog there toys are that are menorahs multiple holidays it's a holiday shop <laughs> um yeah i'm looking kind of just vaguely through the 2019 list there's a lot on the nice list, actually, surprisingly, so I guess they're okay. Um, you'll be so glad to know that 1-800-Flowers.com made the nice list. I know you were concerned. I was very concerned. I know. Um, Listen, 1-800-Flowers, they're not kidding around. They really want your business because they've given me $12 for free like 80 <laughs> billion times. I ordered flowers from them once. Oh, my God. And they continue to push a free 12 bucks off of my next order like every every week in my email inbox yeah. there's flowers.com going hey got a funeral we got your flowers yeah graduation flowers. We got your flowers <laughs> um yeah i can tell you so the criteria they review up to five areas to determine if a company is christmas friendly people put time into this yeah people spend people their are paid time to do this mm-hmm we spend a third of our life sleeping and people are spending the other two thirds doing Putting this. this together. Some of us spend more than a third of our life sleeping. Let's, let's be, be honest. honest. Me? But um, here's my thing though. Like why, why when the whole country and half the world, maybe half, I don't know when a large portion of the power holding world, mm-hmm. um, celebrates christmas like it's their job 
why are we so upset about whether or not Starbucks put a flippin' Christmas tree on their cup mm-hmm. or whether or not they just decided to go ombre this year? <laughs> like, Well, I just saw a very interesting uh, thing in this. So their criteria, um, print media, broadcast media, website, social media, and or personal visits to the store. If a company's ad has references to items associated with Christmas, like trees, wreaths, lights, etc., it was considered as an attempt to reach Christmas shoppers. So that's what it seems. They're wanting these companies to try to reach Christian shoppers. At what point in your target shopping experience (laughs) from October 1st until Christmas, do you not feel like Target is reaching out to you as a Christmas (laughs) shopper? Zero percent of the time. Even if I walk through Target and I see Minch on a bench, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I turn my head 45 degrees to see a huge display of everything red and green. So I'm sorry that an end cap had a menorah on it. I just... It's so exhausting. Well, if the company has items associated with Christmas but doesn't use the word Christmas, then the company is considered to be censoring Christmas. There was also a whole thing about, like, friendship trees instead of calling them Christmas trees. Who cares? Not me. No one has ever called them a friendship tree. Uh, Well, apparently they do. Apparently, actually, in fun fact, in Soviet Russia, back when it was, like, state atheism, right, They there was literally, like, a professional atheist council something group that got together and um, moved Christmas trees to new year's made them a new year's thing called secularize them and called them like holiday trees or friendship trees. Wow. Yeah. And in the preview of the book, the war on Christmas, which I was going to read to you guys and then I couldn't find it again. The guy tells a story about a guy, another guy whose kid went to a school, like a private school and was so distressed that his son was coming home with pictures from art class of menorahs and Kwanzaa candles, but no Christmas tree. And he was so excited to see his son bring home a picture of a Christmas tree. And then he went there one day and he saw a Christmas tree and his son called it a friendship tree. And he immediately went to the principal and said something and was like, "Uh, you better start calling this a Christmas tree tomorrow or I'm pulling my kid out of school. Sorry for that noise. I just set my phone down in frustration, but. <laughs> and I'm perplexed. <sighs> Do you not have a Christmas tree in your own home for this holiday that you supposedly celebrate? It is not celebrate? everybody else's responsibility to educate your child about your religious holidays. And you are not this. It is not all about you. You are not the center of the universe. People do not need to cater to you specifically. I feel like Christians need one year, just just one year where the there's a switch that flips. And then suddenly all of the other holidays that are happening during this time of the year are the ones that are blasted through our speakers like crazy. Mm -hmm. Just to experience what those other communities feel right. every single year yeah. since forever um, when they have to deal with all of the Christmas being shoved in your face. Now, some of us will be like, all right, yeah, cool. This is yeah. that, and I'll just go do my Christmas thing right. on the side. But yeah, let's let's see what this is about. But then the rest of us are going to be like, well, how come nobody wants to you know, acknowledge yeah. me? And yeah. then that's, that's it right, right. there. 
I you, <laughs> October first, Mix ninety four point five starts playing. There's no such thing as uh, well, that that wouldn't even work. I was gonna say no. Whatever. Uh, let's say three months of time before uh, Ramadan. Uh, people write Ramadan carols. Yeah. And that's all that plays on the radio and in yeah. every store you ever go into for three months. And you'll experience what it's like to be actually marginalized. <laughs> to actually live in a world where you are the other, quote yeah. unquote, the yeah. minority. Or one radio station that just plays Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song on repeat. <sighs> I would listen to that. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh... I would listen to that. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's so clueless to not understand, like, how how can you live in the world today and try to say that Christmas is being censored? And I, the other thing is, is that, like, is everybody missing the point of Advent? The whole yes. point of Advent... Yes, they are. <laughs> ...is to prepare ourselves for Christ's coming. And I don't have it in front of me because it's saved on a picture on Mark's phone. Mm-hmm. We read the same prayer that his family read every every advent as mm-hmm. we light our advent candles before dinner mm-hmm. we light our advent candles every night before dinner it's yeah. very cute it's super cool but the the prayer essentially says lord stir up thy might i beg thee that i and i this is where i forget it all but it basically says that i might be worthy of your coming and that i might acknowledge my life as it is as i prepare for the coming of Christ and look at myself and look at my choices and, yes, and be humbled by that. Yeah. And all of this outcry over, well, they are not acknowledging my Christmas. Mm. They are not exo- acknowledging this and that. That is not humility right. in the slightest. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And when you look at the point of Christmas, which for Christians is – the fact that he didn't he didn't come on a white horse waving a flaming sword he came as the most vulnerable image mm-hmm. of a, a, a forgotten pushed aside mm-hmm. infant in a stable that's the image of christmas that we should be embodying exactly that like we will be in that stable humble and appreciative of what we've got. Mm-hmm. We will not be out here demanding all of the things that we deserve. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just very frustrated. No, you're right. It you're... feels like everybody missed the mark with Advent. Is that like you focus so much on like what everybody else is not doing to satisfy your view of Christmas. Right. That you miss the fact that like this is supposed to be a contemplative time in preparation it's just like it's just like lent yeah it's like you're supposed to be preparing for the fact that like you didn't deserve it but it came anyway right you know yeah well and it's just like the you know jesus is the reason for the season then make him the reason for the season (laughs) stop getting mad that PetSmart isn't putting christmas on their displays that's not the reason for the season maybe smile at someone in PetSmart. maybe um you know maybe pet a dog pet a dog Maybe wave at a baby. I don't know. You know what? Like, be kind. Be a considerate human being. And 
be maybe nice to other people that are not celebrating your holiday. I'm go sorry. Go in there and buy some dog treats and take them back to the back to the Humane Society and give them to all the dogs. That's what I'm saying. Donate them in the proper fashion. Yeah. That they yeah. ask. Don't, don't just don't get... just hand the dogs the treats. But as a previous Humane Society employee, <laughs> please don't do that. But also leave a generous donation on your way out so that, yeah, you know, like... but yeah, like that is so again. They, we want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to be yeah. the most powerful majority, and we want everyone to do what we want them yeah. to do. Is this? Can we? Can can we borrow the phrase "the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law" yes. here? Like, it's like you are missing the spirit of Christmas. Yes. By trying to follow what you think is the letter. Yes. How it's supposed to be celebrated. Yeah. And I think, and this is a lot of evangelicalism what i'm about to say but this idea that like forcing someone to comply is the same as conversion Mm. so like Mm. if we make everyone celebrate christmas then they will become christians when that is which i kind of said earlier but like that's not how that works well and that comes back to this this you know shaky kind of like what do we believe about conversion? Yeah. In that, like, if I can just get them to say the sinner's prayer, they're good. They're right. Done. They're good. They we don't did need it. Yeah. anything else. Um, yeah. That, like, if I can just get them to celebrate Christmas this way, right. that's all we need. And if you genuinely, if that is your heart, if you have a heart for evangelism, <laughs> if I may, um, caring about what macy's has in their holiday displays that's not the way to do it no that's not going to help anybody at all see you as something they want to embody yeah yeah um yeah it's just a real pain it's just a real pain and it speaks to the I, i hate when especially american christians have a bit of a martyr complex we want so badly to be oppressed and we're not and if we experienced even one day in the shoes of any person of another religion in this country we we would understand that Mm. we're not marginalized we have a lot of privilege we have a lot of power and we should use that power for good things not getting hung up on petty disagreements exactly um one last note um xmas is not anti-christian i just (laughs) want to say that um the x was from a greek uh shortening of christ also could represent a cross anyway if you're one of those people that gets mad about people abbreviating christmas to xmas just know it's an abbreviation for christ (laughs) you don't have to be mad about it we can it is the year 2021 almost 2022 we can stop talking about um separate psa you should never be putting an apostrophe ever in anybody's last name unless it already has an apostrophe when you're writing a christmas card to them you do, you pluralize. You don't make it possessive. That is that is the rule. Unless their name is already spelled with an apostrophe somehow, you don't add an apostrophe on the envelope. People, I'm one of those people who still sends Christmas cards. No, know. that's okay. Unless it's like from the Joneses' home to yours. Then your name, yes. Because it's possessive. The Joneses' home. Right. Yes. Right. But just from the Joneses, no, it's not possessive. That's not possessive. Yeah. yeah. So you don't need an apostrophe. Right. Just Google it. Just, just Google, Google it. it. <laughs> How do I pluralize this name? And you will find the article that tells you, yeah. you know what? I Google it every year. 
even mm-hmm. though I think I've got it down. I Google it. I find out. I fix it. Mm-hmm. And I'm done. But you know what I don't do? Add an apostrophe. Sorry. This is the hill. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the hill yeah. that I will die on. You know what's really helpful? Mm-hmm. If there's just one of you with your last name, it's just from me. It's just the name. From the Kaufman. Yeah. Well, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> That's sure. I'm talking about, like, when you, <laughs> you address the envelope. Oh, oh. And you address it to the Roars. The, yes. The, the, yeah. The Manchecks. Yes. The Kaufmans. Yeah. The Kaufman. The Kaufman. Please just call me the Kaufman from now on. Sure. Actually. Sure. That's my new name. We actually have a, a, a um, person who picks up food from my work who has one name, like Cher. Oh, wow. It was previously his last name, and it is now the only name on his ID. It is one name, and I think it is so cool. (laughs) Also, um, saying that you are the only Kaufman is Eleanor Bellamy's erasure, and I will not stand for it. (laughs) I'm also sorry. Our producer works very hard to sleep while we record. I'm sorry, Ellie. You are absolutely a Kaufman. I also do have an uncle. This is true. Who's Jewish and doesn't celebrate christmas the same way right do do they do christmas at all we usually do christmas and hanukkah together because my uh grandmother my dad and my uncle's mom was christian yeah and their dad was jewish so um so they grew up doing christmas too Mm. yeah um and they went to a very christian military academy right yeah so yeah yep they're kind of both but um yeah it's always a good time i just want to eat latkes that's all I want. Because they're good. I love Hanukkah. I want to eat latkes. I mean, who can say no? Baruch Atah Adonai, give me some latkes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop desecrating other holidays. <laughs> and um, just say, however you celebrate your holidays this year, we hope you have a great one. Yeah. Um, if you're sick of Christmas, we're sorry. I'm so sorry. I've been there. I've had pneumonia on Christmas before oh when I was gosh. a kid. It was bad. Um, but, um, yeah, we will have another episode before the holidays. And can I say, we have exciting news. We are doing a collaboration with another wonderful podcast, some friends of ours, um, Anna and April over at Reclaiming the Garden. Woot woot. Yes, lovely, lovely, lovely gals. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to be recording an episode for them and an episode for us. I think for our episode, we're going to be quizzing them and making them play Bible Jeopardy with us. Uh, I'm hoping that we can maybe stump them on one question, but I, I, I do feel that their questions for us are going to are going to highlight with great embarrassment how yeah. little we know. Yes. Um, it's not going to be a fair fight. They no. are much... Like, when we talk about the Bible and we're like, we're not experts. They are. They're, <laughs> they're very smart. They're very, very much very experts. Very educated. They are, and, and they are actively actively growing in their expertise. Yes. Should we do that? Probably. Yeah. Uh, one day. One day. Anyway, so look forward to that. That'll probably be our last episode before the holiday. Um but we love you guys. Yeah. And we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. A very happy holidays. Happy holidays of all holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate. If you celebrate any at all. Please enjoy this beautiful season. Yes. We love you. Stay and, tuned. And stay communed.
Bye. It's the holiday season. Da 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 da. da. <laughs>